presence of God is so strong. God is doing something in our midst. And it's up to us to let Him take us there. Are you ready? Are you ready to let Him do what He wants to in your life? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to say, God, just pour into your, to your being? He's ready to do it. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Lord God, for this opportunity to minister to your people. God, these are your people. And Lord, that you have a calling on each and every one of them. Your hand is upon each and every one. And today, Lord God, as we go through your word, I pray, Lord God, that the things that I say, Lord God, will be according to your will and your purpose in their lives, Lord God. Lord, that it will challenge them today. Lord, that it will just uh, increase their faith in the things that you want to do in them and through them, Lord God. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I titled my message this morning is Heart's Desire. We all have desires in our life. And I would say there, each one of us has a heart's desire that's number one, that's that stands out among all the other things that we desire in our life. There's a heart's desire for each one of us. Since the time of Christ and until now, great men and women of God came and gone on the scene. All of them were very different from each other, but were mighty in the word and in deed. They were used by God. They done uh, during mighty moves of the Holy Spirit with signs and wonders following. As we read of the accounts of their lives, we can become in, in all of them and would have a tendency to place them on a pedestal. Although great things were accomplished during their lifetime, they were men and women just like you and I. Their time, their generations, have come and gone. The call of God for the ministry of the gospel, the laying on of hands on the sick, the casting out of demons, miracles, signs and wonders, prophecies and so forth is now on this generation. It's up to us to carry it on. And these things we've got to inspire into our young people, into our children. Because as we go off the scene, it will be them who will carry it on. Those who teach children and young people have a big responsibility. Something that you cannot take lightly. It's a high calling of God. God is counting on you along with the parents to instill the truths of the word. Because when they become older, they will lead the church. And we will follow them. My question this morning is, what are you doing about the call of God? What am I doing about the call of God? Many of you are like me. Most of my life I felt that the ministry consisted of a preacher preaching from the pulpit or being a missionary. Just 
just didn't really have the, the effect on my life as I see it today. I'm going to give you a little personal history about me. Some of it's kind of humorous. I was raised in the church. My parents give their or rededicated their lives to God when I was in preschool. I do not remember not going to church. And as I grew up, I've done the same thing with my family. We went to church. It's important that you attend the house of God. The Word says, um, take you not to the assembling of yourself together. It's important. My mom, my dad, and my sister, they would sing specials in church. My dad was a song leader. Uh, if you know what a song leader is, they direct you as we sing. We've all been there. If you've been around any time, you know what a song leader is. You'd sing the first, second, and fourth verse. Uh, there's only three songs that were involved in the whole thing. And... Uh, it's time for the preacher to do his thing. That was my dad. As time went along, I became an adult, and I went to Southwestern Assembly God College. That's before Southwestern was a university. Kind of tells you how long ago it's been. And that's where I met this little girl. And she won my heart. We dated, we fell in love. It didn't take long, really. <laughs> we were engaged for nine months, and we still hadn't covered a whole year. As far as Irene was concerned, I was safe. Her dad was a Assembly God minister, and that was not in her thought she did not want to marry a minister. She knew what life was like being in a minister's home. She knew the stresses and, and the people that would come in needed ministering to and and it's it's not an easy time. So I was safe. There was no way was I going to be in the ministry. As time went along, after uh, we were married, I, I, I just became a pew warmer in the church. You know what a pew warmer is? You come in, you sing the songs, you hear the pastor preach, you shake a few hands, and you go home. That's what it was. Now, there was times I taught the eight-year-old boys I didn't do a very good job of it. I uh, sang the choir some. But most of the time, I just sat on a pew. One thing I, I would look and I would see people ministry. Just people like you and I. And God was using them. And I would watch. And I would long just to be used of God. 
I got so discontented with my life. I didn't like me very much. God blessed me. had a great family. But I didn't like me much. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. But I felt powerless as a Christian. I was at a point in my life that I didn't like me. And one Sunday morning, I remember where I was sitting there at Cypher Assembly of God. About where you are. Yeah. I just prayed out to God, God, would you change me? God, would you somehow use me? I'm tired just sitting doing nothing. And I didn't care what it was. As long as I knew that I was being used of God, that's all I cared about. You know, it's amazing that God will take you for your word. My desire to be used with God, God grabbed a hold of that. And by that, he changed my life. And I would venture to say this morning, there are some out, out here this morning. You come in and you do the singing and you do the praising and you sit on the pew just like I did. But you long to be used of God. You long to have the power of God working within you. And I would say that you have seen people do mighty things and you just stood back in amazement how God used them. And there's a longing in your heart. Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. The transformation in my life did not begin to change until I made God's desires my life desires. You've got to put God's desires number one in your life. We work so hard to to do our retirements, to get all the things that we need for that. We do all we can do. We want the, the right house, the right car, and we desire all these things. But when it gets down to the very end, they're, they're meaningless. But the only thing that really counts is what you do for God. God has a call on each one of you today. Some of you have been able to distinguish the voice of God. You know exactly what he called you to. But, however, although, you have not heeded the call of God on your life. But you can't get away from it. When I was growing up, I lived in fear. I fear of sounding stupid. Had a bad problem of being tongue tangled. If you don't know what being tongue tangled means, that means when you start, it'd be straight here, but when it comes out, your words get all messed up. And I thought it sounded dumb. 
I would avoid conversation with people I did not know, and I was uncomfortable even with the people I did know. Little did I realize when I asked God to change me and use me that he would call me in the things that I feared. But however, how would I overcome any of these fears unless I stepped out and done those things that God called me to do? The only way I would overcome fear is by speaking and standing up and speak those things God laid on my heart. Yeah, I still get tongue tangled. Yeah, I still talk slow. My wife kind of does that to me, wants me to hurry up and say it. But it's okay. It's okay. I know that there are people who are here today that are struggling with the same things that I struggle with. And the only way you will overcome these is to get up and do whatever God asks you to do. It will change your life. The disciples, before they met Jesus, they had their own desires. They had their own goals. We look at Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. They were entrepreneurs. They owned their own businesses. Uh, we see that uh, Levi or Matthew was a tax collector. Each one of them had their life going on, just like you and I. But Jesus came by one day. Mark 1, 17 says, Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Mark 2, 14 says, As he passed by, he saw Levi and the son of Phaeus sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. One time Peter said, Lord, we left all to follow you. They gave up all their personal desires, all the things they wanted, just to follow the man Jesus. Jesus called his disciples. He said, follow me. Right now, Jesus is saying to each one of us, Follow me. Follow me. Are you willing to lay those things that seem so important in this life to follow Jesus? Are you willing to lay down your desires for His? Following Jesus is more than going to church on Sunday. It's more than going to church on Wednesday. It's more than giving your offerings and your tithes. It's committing to do the will of the Lord, to do the will of God by following Jesus. There is the will of the Father for each one of us. Do you know what His will is for your life? Have you ever asked Him, God, what is your will in my life? Or do you live in fear of what he might say? You live in fear that God may call you to the ministry and send you to Nigeria. So Nigeria had to come to us. <laughs> he may send you down into 
Mexico. It doesn't matter. God says, follow me. We've got to follow him. <clears throat> Jesus gave his life to do the will of the Father. We look at the disciples, they were persecuted. And all but one was martyred for the sake of Christ. John went through a lot. Although he wasn't martyred, it would be a hard thing to go through. But they would not back away from following Christ. Romans 12:1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Two things we must see about these scriptures. First of all, being a living sacrifice is holy. And being a living sacrifice is acceptable to God. Just as Jesus' sacrifice was acceptable to the Father, as we give our lives and we become a, a living, living sacrifice to Him, it becomes acceptable to God. Secondly, being a living sacrifice is our reasonable service. Jesus sacrificed his life through the death on the cross. Our sacrifice is giving of our life through service. Are you willing to lay down your life in service for Jesus? Is the question this morning. Matthew 6.33 says, seek, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. These scriptures hold the key to finding the will of God in your life. Think about it. Seek you first the kingdom of God. Being a few warm, warmer is not God's will for your life today. To seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness comes by prayer, the study of the Word, and our willingness to do whatever God asks us to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He says that if you will do this first, I'll take care of the rest for you. The scriptures above is, you know, talking about worrying about where you're going to sleep or worrying about your clothes or what you're going to eat. See what we worry about a lot more than that. But, but he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. God is not against you having good things. But he's a jealous God and he wants you to seek him first. Not to seek the things of this life. Jeremiah 29, from verse 11. Yeah, this is one of my favorite scriptures. I love this scripture here. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. And not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Then you'll call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. God has a plan for you. He has plans to prosper you. And his plans will not harm you. He has plans to give you a hope and a future. 
That's what we're all looking for. That's what we want in life. So these plans you will find, through these plans you will find God's will in your life. God will reveal himself to you in his plans for your life. It begins with seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. God tells us how to know the plans he has for us. We can call on him. We can come to him. We can pray to him. And he will listen. We can seek him and we will find him when we seek him with all our heart. God says he'll be found by us. Isn't that beautiful? His plans, his will are not hidden from us. He's telling us how that we can know them. He has a plan for you today. He has a plan for you today. You can know his will as he develops that plan or as he reveals that plan to your life. I know that I never want to go back to where I was. I'm glad that's my past. I look forward to the future with anticipation because I know God's going to do great things. I'm still learning. I haven't learned it all. There's much for me to learn. But I know God has taken me somewhere. He's going to teach me. He's going to show me. Only God knows what plans He has for you. But I, know, I do know that God will enable, He will equip, and He will establish you in whatever He has for you. Young people, God has a plan for you. One of the, uh, the I guess, most frightening things is you want to go to school, and we see this great big old price tag that's attached and those that are called to the ministry and you feel that calling and, and you know there's only one way to go to school and it's, it's an expensive school but I guarantee you if you would just say yes to the Holy Spirit that tug in your heart and say God I'll do it you'll have to provide he will provide the way for you to go Do not allow circumstances to dictate your life. God will supply. God will supply. Amen. When Jonathan was fixing to start school, I had been laid off for several months. And he asked, Dad, what we're going to do? I said, son, I don't know, but let's go. Let's take you on up there. Let's do it. So he's graduated. God supplied the need. God will supply your need. Don't let Satan rob you of the greatest adventure that lies before you. This is an adventure doing what God wants you to do. About the time you think you got God figured out, he changes all the settings and 
And here you are again. And, and God will show himself to you in so many ways. You can trust God. You may or you may not be an apostle in life. You may or may not be an evangelist or prophet or pastor or teacher. But God will enable you to reach and minister people that these cannot. There's no little meager role in the kingdom of God. I won't say that again. I want you to hear that. There's no little meager role in the kingdom of God. Because whatever God asks you to do is important to Him. Be willing to step out of your comfort zones. And that's not easy sometimes. Sometimes you step out and you're doing it with fear and trembling. But you're being obedient to God. Step out and do what God asks you to do. As God was, like I say, he took me for my word and he started using me in different areas of ministry. And I asked God one time, where are you taking me? You know, I think if he would have told me then, he would have scared me. I really do. But all he said is, don't worry about it. Just do what I ask you to do when I ask you to do it. You know, that gave me comfort right there. I didn't have to worry about, you're going to be a preacher someday. You're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that. All I had to worry about is just being obedient to do what he asked me at the time. That's what he'll do for you. When God puts something on your heart, step up and do it. And do not let the fear control you. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever you find, whatever your hand finds to do it, do it with all your might. Put your all into it. You know, I think about Vi. I used you this morning too, Vi. <laughs> she had such a desire just to do something for God. She felt the restraints of what with the things that she has in her body. What can I do? But she, you still wanted to do something for God. It was in your heart, Vi. But Vi and Ann Jackson, they have began a ministry in a retirement home now. Isn't that great? You know, it doesn't matter where you are in life and what problems you're facing. If you want to be used to God, God will make a way for you to be used. Do not look at your circumstances that surround you. God is greater than your circumstances. And I, I'm just really thankful what God is doing with you too. And it's going to grow. And lives are going to be touched because of you. I know Jacqueline's got her own ministry going. She's a member of this church. But she has a ministry that's outside of this church that she's touching lives. It started small, didn't it? 
But step by step, God will grow you in whatever He calls you to do. But you've got to be willing to let Him do it. Put your heart in God's plans and God will put His heart in you. I have a few questions I want to ask you this morning to think about. Are you satisfied where you are in Christ today? Are you tired of feeling spiritually weak and powerless in your life? It's not a good place to be. It's not fun. Do you want to get off the pew and be used of God? Are you willing to trade your desires for the desires of the Lord today? Are you ready to surrender your inabilities, insufficiencies for the power of God working in your life? Now, when God called me, Doris, I had that thing hanging over my head, the fear. He led me to a scripture that really spoke to my heart. Is the first, it's first Corinthians, the second chapter. Paul was talking. He says, I didn't come to you with ecstasy of speech, but I came just preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Yeah, I'm not the most fluent person in the English language, and I'm not fluent in any other language. But all I can do is stand before you and preach the Word of God as He gives it to me. Are you willing by the power of God to step out of your comfort zone and into stepping out by faith? Are you willing that your desires to be used of God, to be used, to be greater than the... Let me read that again. Are you willing to let your desires to be used of God, to be greater than the fears that kept you from being used. You have a choice this morning. You can be a spectator in the kingdom of God or you can be a participator. Personally, I want to be a participator. I want to be in the middle of what God wants me to be in. I want to see lives changed. I want to see lives transformed. And just to stand before God and just think, what oh, God used even me. God will use you mightily. What do you want this morning? What do you want from God? The whole gamut is open up to you if you desire it. He wants to pour His Spirit into you. He wants to pour His love into you. He wants to pour His compassion into you. He wants you to reach out and touch people's lives. No, you may not be called to the stand behind a pulpit. But I guarantee you there are so many people out there that you can touch just by witnessing to them. You can go to the marketplace and, and there's people that are there that are lost and dying. And God gives you opportunities to just to speak up and say something to their lives. And what would happen 
if you've got to lead somebody to Christ at that time. We have opportunities to go on Saturday, knocking on doors. You have an opportunity to go there. You can go to your neighbors. You can go to your workplace. There's all kinds of opportunities. But I guarantee there are some here this morning that God has called to stand behind a pulpit to minister the word. And because of fear, you have not said yes to God. You may not know where you're going, how you're going to get there, but the first step is say, yes, God. Whatever you want for me, yes, I'll say yes to it. If you say yes, that will be in a, chain of, a change of events in your life. And one of these days, God will place you exactly where he called you. Is that what you want in your life? You want that in your life? I want you to stand. If you want that truly in your life today, and you're willing to change, you're willing to step out, as a sign of saying yes, I just want you to come stand up here with me. You're not saying yes to me. You're saying yes to God. God, change me. Use me, God. You're not too old. You're not too young. It don't matter what your circumstances are in your life. This is the beginning of something new for you. God loves you so much. He wants to give you all that he has. But it's going to take us committing ourselves unto him. Won't you just raise your hands and say, Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Take me, Lord. Take me, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I surrender. Lord, I surrender all my desires to you this morning. Lord, I surrender my life to you this morning. Lord, I ask that you use me, Lord God. Lord, empower me, Lord God. God, I want to touch lives, Lord God. God, I want to see your hand working in my life, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, raise your voice to him, folks. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Sunday. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. That's the word of God to you this morning. That is the word of God to you. Now it is up to you to submit day by day to God and do the things that He asks you to do. It may be seem very simple. It may seem very hard, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. And I'll tell you what, God will manifest Himself to you and in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the change that's coming in our lives, Lord. And Lord, that these giftings, this call, will not lie dormant. But God, they will come to fruition. Lord, that you have a plan for each one of them, Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in their lives. Thank you, Lord God. And Lord, today, we put on the armor of God. And Lord, we take a hold of the shield of faith. And Lord, we get the sword of the Spirit. And we will go forth, Lord God, and do the things that you called us to. <coughs> Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we place ourselves into your hands. Lord, there's no better place to be. Lord, I thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Master, did you have anything? Thank you, Jesus.
Jeffrey to work. Yeah. We believe in God's presence today. And God is starting to work in us, every one of us. God is calling everyone to something that's much bigger than himself. And I believe what he wants from us is to be faithful to his calling. Sometimes it might not be easy. Sometimes it's not understood. But you need to stay faithful to whatever God has called you to do, no matter how little it is. Would you lift your hands up before the Lord this morning? May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace that passes understanding. You are blessed in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.